So rather than kind of go down the road of how did we get here, because I think lots of people, if they haven't already, are going to go down that road, uh, maybe we should think about actually looking at the word breath and what it means. And um, in doing that, I think we might be able to uncover a, a way forward, too. So looking at the idea of breath and all of its implications. Interestingly, breath come an old English word which means odor or exhalation. Mm. Air taken into the lungs and then let out. The act of breathing or respiration. So breath has is an interesting derivation. The base of it means to, to well up, to ferment. In the old English use of it that came from this had to do with odor and exhalation. Uh-huh. But then basically it's, it's air taken into the lungs and then let out. The act of breathing, of course, is what the breath is. The, to breathe, to inhale and exhale, to carry on respiration, to live, to breathe is to live in the older sense. Also to give out an odor. Right. To give out or instill as if by breathing. In the old poetic, to blow softly in speech or to sing softly. Mm-hmm. To whisper, to murmur, to breathe, to give or take time to breathe, to react with the air after being opened or decanted, and thus developing further in flavor, like letting the wine breathe. Yeah. To allow the passage of air, water, vapor, through us, through pores, which they say of fabrics, the fabric can breathe. To have a feeling of relief or reassurance, to be able to breathe, to say something or anything. If you breathe a word of this to anyone, you'll regret it. So breathe, the constant moving of air in and out, flowing, mixing with other elements to create different flavors, different tones. Also, breath has been connected quite often with the concept of spirit. Right. And in a sense, it's uh, even directly because someone will say, well, she breathed her last. Right. For, for when a person has died. And so uh-huh. the spirit has left their body. Exactly. Yeah. So it's 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 so basic to life itself. It's basic to life. It's basic to whatever sense of identity, soul, vitalness that one possesses is the breath. Mm-hmm. So without breath, you're up a paddleless creek real quick. Yeah, I remember one of the big lessons in biology when I was in high school was the how, what is the definition of life? And for a biologist, at least in 1971, whenever it was. For a biologist, the definition of biological life is that which respires. Ah, yeah. And of course, there's anaerobic life, too. It respires, but it doesn't breathe the same way we do. Um, oh, right. Because it, it doesn't... Breathes, it uh, thrives in an oxygenless environment. Right. Anyway, so respiration is a kind of another way of looking at it, at breathing and breath. And, the, and of course, the respiration is, is an exchange. Right. To respire, as the, as, the, as the word goes, to respire, to breathe back. And it also says in the dictionary here, see spirit. So mm-hmm. the spirit is that uh, uh, breathing that breathing element. Wow. So it's right there in the definition. Right. Yeah. So it's a, it's a spirit coming back into something or a sense of that. But clearly, no, I, just, I was just thinking... That the spirit of the situation, the life of the situation, and the breath of the situation are all very closely related. And it's powerful experience, breathing. All you have to do is get in a situation where you can't breathe for (laughs) 
even a, even a few seconds, and you, you you literally right to your core, you can tell that life is at its edge. Yes, and it's also uh, a fundamental part of certain religious practices to use the breath. Yeah. I don't know much about those specifically. I mean, I could never speak to them as somebody who knows them that well. But I do know that it is, uh, for many, many kinds of meditation, um, the way that you manage meditating is to focus on your breath. Mm-hmm. Because you can get so distracted, your thoughts wander off in all sorts of different areas. And so the teachers always say, focus on your breath. Watch your breath. Yeah, come back to your breath. So this fundamental and um, intrinsic thing to us is something that we can pay attention to. Yes, and it always gets us back to the heart of things. It always brings us back from distraction. and gets us back to what is essential. And looking at the, the situation of how breath is so much a part of the pandemic and, of course, I don't know of any mother in the world who saw the video of George Floyd saying, Mama, I can't breathe. Mama, I can't breathe. I don't know any woman who's been a mother could look at that and not feel her heart being torn out. Yeah. Because it's so deeply essential to everything that life is to us. And, of course, it can be incredibly healing, uh, as well as this religious significance of it. There's the healing breath, of, you know, the 3,000-plus-year-old art of Qigong is a, you know, the oldest of the traditional Chinese medicine foundations. It's all about breath. And the three classic lines out of that study is the intention guides the breath and the breath guides the body. Mm. Moving the energy in ways that cure, enliven, balance. Again, bringing back to its essential identity, whatever has gone out of balance, whatever has gone astray, whatever has become blocked, or whatever has become stagnant, whatever has gone out of balance is brought back into balance by the breathing and the intention guides the breathing yeah that's that's the that's the part i'm curious about yeah the intention can be to free the breath the intention to be uh, which basically frees the energy the chi in traditional chinese medicine the chi is unblocked the chi is flowing freely to direct the chi in the case of sending the chi to a place in the body that is in need is deplenished and needs weight so to speak is overheated and needs cooling is too cold and needs warming. Again, the intention guiding the breath guides the chi energy through the body, implying, if we take that seriously and considering the other things we're talking about, intention is where we can have the breath be doing its best to cure, to heal. And our intention gives us a way to work with breath. So it's not just a case of we have it or we don't, but rather we can direct its essentialness in whatever situation we find ourselves in. If we want to get at the life and release the life of the situation we're in, and that applies to environment, it applies to certainly the health crisis, and I believe it applies also to arousing energy that we see needs to be aroused, perhaps in a protest, that brings the chi, the breath's essentialness to life, to the forefront. Yeah, breath is a key tool. Breath is a key tool in that it will reveal where the imbalance is, but by revealing it to consciousness, Consciousness can redirect the breath, the life stuff of it, in such a way as to bring healing back. You know, I can't help thinking that the planet Earth has a planetary intention. And the, uh-huh. the redirection of breath by these different means accomplishes something that, of course, from our perspective as human beings, feels very much like a catastrophe. Mm-hmm. And yet you have to wonder, or at least I do, <laughs> I certainly wonder, I wonder if this whole 
development in these different directions is, well, for one thing, pointing out, you know, with a great big finger that you can't miss about the, the absence of breath in different places. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the fact that, it's, that energy is being redirected in such a way that, that the human species absolutely cannot ignore the lesson. It is, it is impossible, like the current president of the United States seems to believe, to simply say, oh, well, it's not that important. It's not going to affect our bottom line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, the, and the earth is saying, I'm sorry, but you have to pay attention to this one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that really hits it, William. You know, evolution has been said has its own accounting system. Mm. And the onus is not on evolution's accounting system to somehow take care of us. But rather, we need to learn the lesson that's evolving at the planetary or the cosmic level. It's, it's a lesson that, well, one, as we study in CIT and other courses, that there's an evolution of consciousness going on that's not waiting around for us to get it. And these, these events that look like uh, perhaps catastrophes in some regard can be seen as the planet is doing what it needs to do in the larger equation that it's moving in. Our ability to deal with things like corona, to deal with things like the environmental changes we've been through in the last year, our ability to understand, study, and rather than dismiss arrogantly, but to study, pay attention to, and learn from a planetary evolution that's just on its way. In our agony, our pain, and our catastrophes, our disasters are only of our own making insofar as we refuse to listen to what's being revealed to us. We keep wanting to put things back through the hearing aids of our thousand-year-old you know, constructs about the more I have, the better a person I am, and the better I am than anyone else, and the safer I am, the more secure I am, the more confident I am, the more healthy I am, when in fact none of that is true in light of what's taking place. Because we cannot understand the planetary evolution through an aperture that's so constrained that we can't catch our breath. Yeah, yeah. Well said. I mean, that, that really speaks to it. And, and it goes to the points you were making last time about identity, too. Exactly. Yeah, that does. Yeah. Because it's not that identity is not going to make it. No, it's definitely not going to make it. We're not even sure exactly what the nature of the identity that is going to make it is, or even what making it means. But it's clearly going to be the effect of a new identity. The old identity cannot make it, cannot understand it, cannot see it, refuses to see it, refuses to even look or refuses to even wonder if there's an identity that needs to be exposed, wherein right in front of us is an evolutionary process taking place that's screaming at us to understand what we really are in this process, to understand what we really are. Just because we're co-creators doesn't make us top dog. (laughs) Yeah. Obviously, we try and support our neighbors, try and be helpful to each other to get through this period. But I think that if we're going to really take a full breath and help other people take a full breath and direct that breath in a way that's going to correspond with the ultimate balance of the evolutionary process, we have to keep moving the discussion away from the identity that that blames and bitches and moans and ignores and downplays. We have to continuously in our talks with the people around us, when asked our opinions of a larger body or in terms of our our governments, we need to keep moving the conversation in the area of allowing us or urging us, commanding us, to re-identify in a wholly different way, a wholly different way than we have up to now. And I think that's what 
that's what the revelation has to do with also. But we can't go back the old way, and there's no point in chewing on how much the old ways have gotten us in this mess, but rather we have to move ahead, and it's got to be with a new identity. My apologies to Albert Einstein, but something along the lines of the state of mind that created the problem cannot solve the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so true. So true.